Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. This week we watched Mind Your Manners on Netflix. Um, why did you say Smelcom? Because <laughs> I'm going to be a little ornery this, <laughs> this recording because you know what? manners i really wish that you would run these openings by me first <laughs> no you don't <laughs> you, you want to set up a discord channel or i put in possible openings in there or do you just want to be surprised by my whimsy i would love michael love to be surprised by your whimsy <laughs> would love it <laughs> So, do you want to tell everybody what this is about and why etiquette is important? This is about a, a manners and etiquette expert in London? England? I don't know where, I suppose. Um, who is teaching people to be classier. And etiquette is important because if we didn't have etiquette, insert answer here <laughs> yeah so it is sarah jane ho yes and she is it, i mean it's basically queer eye right but with one person instead of five and i gotta be honest that was probably the selling point for netflix like we don't have to pay for five people <laughs> to be the hosts of our show C count us in What'd you think? Uh, I thought that it was Queer Eye, but not like 25% is good. Oh. So not 20% is good would be like one fifth. I'm saying 25%. Like it's, it's better than it had a right to be given that it's f four fewer people, but still not good. You didn't like it? It was fine. I, I wanted to like it. I, I thought... There, there were moments that were uh, nice and or interesting. I just etiquette as the backdrop for it didn't. Um, I just didn't think it landed. For yeah, me. it was okay. I mean, so she goes to help out a young woman who is twenty five years old, whose name is Steph, who is basically. A person that we would see on a reality show that would be like, she's trash. She's the worst. Like on Love Island or something like that. Her pers the the persona that she puts out, like the right. quote yabish is, but I thought, mo I didn't find her that way most of the show. I didn't find her to be, sure. oh God. Sure. Like when she explains why she's got her tits hanging out all the time and you're like, oh God. Like pretty emotional stuff. Like. By the end, it was like, yeah, Steph. Agreed. I think maybe that's what I didn't like about it as much is the emotional drawing out of her didn't feel uh, genuine or earned, maybe. Mm. And to be fair, as I'm thinking about it, there are episodes of Queer Eye that do the same thing. To be transparent, I love Queer Eye. Like, I, the second a new scene comes out, 
I watched it in a couple of days. But there are episodes where that it doesn't feel earned there too, where it feels very forced that we've got to have this sad, oh, you know, life is hard for this person moment. I just think they do it a lot better in aggregate on that show. I'm st- I might still watch this, frankly, because I think that there's potential there. I just this first episode I wasn't a huge fan of. Yeah, just like when because what is it? What's the rhyme she does? Something in this Liddy in the city with her titties out. Yeah, Liddy in the city with her titties out, and uh, then Sarah asks her why she shows so much cleavage. I guess, and her response is basically, "It's the only way I feel attractive." And when she said that, I was like, "Oh, dang! Here we go." That felt genuine. I just, I don't know. They, it, there were there were moments of this that felt a little ham fisted. Um, well, let's start with the first one. Okay. Cut up a banana with a knife and a fork and eat it with a knife and a fork, like a monkey with a knife and a fork would do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As monkeys with knives and forks do. Uh, I thought. I mean, I think honestly that may be what didn't land for me. It was. The, how they produce this or how they direct this for I don't know which which where they split it up between showing Steph and then showing these etiquette classes the etiquette classes seemed way stodgier way more what I was expecting of this show just very prim and proper like this is how you where you set a napkin when you're uh stepping away from dinner that sort of thing this is how you practice eating like a proper human person i don't know yeah it just felt it felt like a weird mishmash did it not feel that way for you yeah no i see where you're coming from i found it acceptable i think it was just like filler between her projects with steph i don't think i think maybe that's the problem i don't think there was enough steph oh because it they they do the thing that Queer Eye does, which is those little, uh, what I'm sure if there were commercials, uh, leads into commercial breaks where she's got to give little tidbits about etiquette or little tidbits about dressing yourself and that sort of thing. That felt appropriate and felt like a straight up copy of how Queer Eye does things. The etiquette class were completely different people mm-hmm. that I had no connection with. Most of it was in Chinese, which changed up me having to go from listening and, and typing notes to slowing down to read what they were saying. I, I just don't, I didn't care about these people. I didn't care about them either. And I didn't really care about the lessons that they were being taught. I, I think there might be a way to pre- present that stuff as interesting or shit. She could have done more presenting that stuff to Steph. So we see Stephanie and her progression into classier or whatever the fuck you want to dub this yeah i just think it was a a missed opportunity i don't know yeah oh one thing i had questions about and i don't know if this is a thing or not but is there a thing about this show or etiquette or manners courses of it feels like they could almost be contributing to Keeping a woman in her place, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think that's what felt weird, at least part of what felt weird about the etiquette classes. Yeah. 
those felt a lot stodgier, a lot I mean, shit. They were even, they kept showing this book. I don't know if Sarah Jane Ho had written it or if it was written by somebody else that was about etiquette, but it was, uh, I wrote it down. Maybe I didn't write it down. Oh, finishing touch manners for a debutante. That, I mean, that felt very old school and I can absolutely see that contributing to, uh, <laughs> chauvinistic, uh, patriarchy, patriarchal sort of ideas. What I liked about her time with Stephanie was I didn't, I could see it bending that way, but it, it seemed like at every turn she was doing her best to, to keep it from, yeah, this, this wasn't about covering up because a woman shouldn't show her X, Y, or Z. It's about, you know, covering up because you're more than just your cleavage. You're more than just, you know, X, right. Y, or Z. I, I thought, I don't know. I thought that was nice. Yeah, it started bending that way. It started bending like in the direction where she was going to make it, where Sarah Jane Ho was going to make a bet with somebody else that she could pass Steph off as a member of a royal family in Denmark. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I mean, we definitely got into the the rain in the, the the rain in the plane. Yeah, she like straight up Henry Higgins her in this to the like they actually did the rain in Spain. But no, what she did was step for Steph did feel like she was trying to do like more po- empowering type of things. Like she, they did like a make under because like Steph has two types of clothes: athletic wear and club wear. And one walk, which is the walking into the club walk. And it was just like a lot of like refining her or like, you don't need to wear so much makeup. You don't need to do this. And they brought in a a makeup artist and a hairstylist and like went over outfits for her. She looked really nice. Agreed. Yeah, I I agree. I I think that there there were positive messages to be had here where I could easily see it would be very easy to put less than positive messages. I mean, shit, even the improving your diction could like, there were aspects of that, that I was worried that we were going to go maybe vaguely racist sort of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, things about, about how she spoke and that sort of thing, but it, it didn't ever feel like it went that way. Yeah. Uh, but I can't speak to other episodes to be clear. Yeah. I was, uh, well, that's not the premise of this show. I know. I'm just making it very clear for the one listener that will chime in and leave a rating <laughs> review about how, how 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 much bullshit we are. Like, if they would have listened to the other episodes. If they would have just watched the other episodes. I can't believe they didn't talk about the history of musicals. You know you fucking are. You're probably still listening just to get an outrage boner out of this. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had that thought. I was like, oh, is she going to address the way that Steph talks? Uh and she did. And one thing I really appreciated about Sarah Jane Ho was, like, she didn't glaze over things. She was pretty straightforward a lot of the times. And so she did not approach this with Steph with kid gloves on. She just straight up said, okay, now it's time to address your addiction. And uh, then started doing it with her. And it didn't give Steph a chance to even, like, be offended and feel like and like in the moment i don't think it would have been reasonable for steph to have been offended right yeah and i there were moments where offense i mean offense being one emotion she she did a good job of uh approaching her at her level at various uh, aspects of this i think the only moment on the show that landed with me 
didn't cause me to tear up necessarily, but it was just like, that was nice, was when she asked her to take off all of her makeup and she was talking about her eczema, which is why she didn't like being without makeup and why she wanted to show cleavage because it directed attention away from that. And Sarah uh, acknowledged how vulnerable that was and how, and then she reciprocated. She took off her makeup as well and showed her freckles, which were a thing that she was self-conscious about and, and kind of shared a real moment with her, which was nice. Yeah. I was wondering how like proper Sarah was going to be during this but she was willing to have some fun right when when the the show opened with that etiquette class and and showing somebody or you know teaching somebody to eat properly by cutting a banana that that was actually stuff that she was showing that right yeah it, it just when that started i rolled my eyes hard and thought oh god this is what i fear this is going to be obnoxious but that that was pretty few and far between that that was happening yeah, uh, a monkey, when they open a banana with a knife and fork, they don't cut it down the sides like that. They cut it horizontally like this. And mm-hmm. then just and from right to left yeah. instead of left to right. <laughs> yep. Yes. Did you notice that when she shows up to Steph's house, she just walks right in uninvited? No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, where's the manners there? <laughs> that... that. What's making me laugh is an idea of a show where somebody claims to be a manners expert, but then and it has good input and and ideas about etiquette, manners, and stuff like that for somebody else. But it's just the rudest fucking person throughout the entire thing. Like I don't have to. I don't have to use proper manners. I'm the expert. Shut up. What's a kick on? Use it in a sentence. Imagine that I take you into my bedroom and it's just bare white and then I open up my uh, closet and you see a small dresser there with a giant bottle of vodka on top and then I tell you that me and my friends would finish that bottle of vodka, two of us would finish it in a matter of minutes and then I told you that we drink until we drop and then we go for kick-ons. Kick on is the Tinder for parties and events, apparently. So yet again, I'm so sh- old. We show our age and complete, <laughs> just absolute complete disconnect from anything resembling youth culture. I can't believe this happened. I held so hard on to it. Did you? No. You grasped at it. I don't know if you held on to it. <laughs> You can using the kick on app, you can find a party near you by letting the app track your current location. Wait, what hold on. Actual this is an app? I said it was the Tinder of parties and dates. I didn't know what you meant. What is this? <laughs> Wait, so a party can swipe left on you and be like, don't bother showing up. <laughs> How does a party even maintain its own? kick-on profile you know i'm trying to find kick-on on the app store right now i might be too old because it's not showing up (laughs) (laughs) it filters it out because of your age (laughs) (laughs) oh no it's just hold on hold on i don't think this is a thing yet 
So maybe we're not too old. Holy shit, dude, we're not too old. We're on the cutting edge. <laughs> did we invent it, an app? Not, no, it hasn't. It hasn't come out yet. We, we wait. Then how does Steph utilize it? She says she goes on Kickon. I think. <laughs> I think Kickon is uh, slang for a party. Okay, so we invented an app. We just got to figure out no, a way. We didn't invent it. It's it's like there's a literal Twitter page. It's just when I go on their website, the web server's down. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's so popular. Because people are listening to us right now. They're like, I got to check out this kick on thing. Yeah, I wasn't aware that we had shifted to live podcasting, <laughs> but it's a good choice. I just want to know how they figured out how to let a party itself swipe left and right. Here's the thing I don't think they did. I think they just said, hey, what if we had like the Tinder for parties and events started a Twitter page? <laughs> I don't even think that they bought the website because, again, the web server is down. (laughs) I think this is just some, like, uh, I don't even, like, tech. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a scam. It's absolutely a scam to get a lot of money. I liked when Steph pointed to her idea of a glamorous lifestyle is like gossip girl i guess i've never seen gossip girl but very glamorous how much gossip girl have you watched i have seen as much as was ever shown on the soup (laughs) which i think was admittedly a fair bit but I, i i get nothing I don't know anything about it. I thought you were going to say you've seen as much as was on the TV while you walked through the room while Kathy was watching it. No. I think Kathy tried, like, somebody recommended it to her, and I think I recall her trying to watch it and not being interested. Oh, dude. Uh, you know the moment in this show where it's like, I'm glad I'm not a woman. When they were wearing high heels, and she was like, oh yeah, you just kind of put your foot down. So the ball of your foot and the heel hit at the same time. And I was like, never would have thought of that. Never thought. Never would have thought of that. Never would have thought. I mean, I definitely would have thought I could never walk in high heels because I can barely walk in tennis shoes as it is. But I never would have thought about how the mechanics of that work. She said she was going to keep it up. Steph did. Do you think she did? That is an excellent question. Was that not England? Sure seemed like it was England. As of writing, Stephanie uh, Osifo, which was her name, is living in Sydney, Australia. Oh, maybe it was Sydney. This article sucks. I mean, I should have guessed that, considering this show came out like two days ago or four days ago. But it's just talking about, like... It, it did this whole thing where it went through everything that happened on the show, right? And then it was, you know, where is she now? And then it just repeats the shit. Oh, she was living in Australia. And <laughs> her parents are from Nigeria. And it's like, okay. Her parents were so nice, too. Her parents were nice. Yeah. Um, the show Wednesday came out on Netflix. That's today. probably going to be my next pick if it's not yours. Okay. Also, Bumper and Berlin. What's Bumper and Berlin? Oh, sorry. Pitch Perfect, colon, Bumper and Berlin. So, you know we got to watch that. No, I don't. What? What? 
what is I know what Pitch Perfect was the the movies. Yeah, is this a show based off of the movies? Yeah, with uh, what's his name? What's his face? Adam Devine. Yeah, Adam Devine. Uh, Fine, whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, playing that same character, like going to I don't know what the plot is, but it feels like he goes to Berlin. Weird. Yeah, that feels like a show we've got to watch. Okay. Yeah, so that's two. We got to watch it. See, if we can spot Anna Kendrick. I would be shocked if you if she were in that show. I would be shocked if she didn't have a cameo. Like, it'd either be the type of thing where like he calls her on the fourth episode and they have like a brief uh, phone conversation, or like he he's getting off of the airplane in the airport back from Berlin in the final episode and bumps into her, something like that. Mark my word, she won't be in that show. She'll be in it. Mark my word, she will not be in that show. Okay, we'll find out together. Uh, what else? There, I feel like there's at least one other thing that was out recently. Oh, uh, <laughs> I watched the docu-series on Netflix called Pepsi, Where's My Jet? About that, that was the other one. I was gonna say we should check out an episode of that. But oh, I watched it. Uh, I was it. It was good. It was four episodes, and it did not need to be four episodes. And it's obviously them just like priming for the fictionalized movie that they're gonna make and release, like they did for like the Watchers and all of that. And when they do, I'm gonna watch the shit out of that movie because it's gonna be a good movie. It, it's pretty like there's some pretty wild stuff going on. Yeah, the it won't be a movie. They'll make it into a TV show. Oh, you think so? Yeah, oh, and no. then we'll, we'll have to watch it for this podcast. Yeah, we will. I hope they don't do a, a TV show because there's just not enough content. There's enough content for like a 90-minute movie, then it would be good. There is not enough content to talk about the downfall of blockbusters. Not even about the downfall, about a downfall in blockbusters already. But they managed to make that into a season-long show that is maybe getting a second season. That They will find a way to stretch that shit out. They, it, they will slot it into the contract of some c-list star that they've got uh waiting in the wings for a show Mm -hmm. yeah you're right chalk it up right now all right c-list star i don't know who it's gonna be it's gonna be timothy (laughs) shamala timothy (laughs) shamalamading or they're gonna uh do like a gender switch on it oh finn wolfhard oh stranger things will be done yep they'll slot him right in (laughs) yep you're right Netflix, you're welcome. Yep. Finn, I'm very sorry. <laughs> uh, Netflix, you're welcome. Yeah. You got lots of ideas. Pick one. Yeah. TM, all, TM, TM. All we ask is that you pay us for our podcast. Wait. Pay us handsomely. Free subscription to Netflix. We'd, would we take a shared subscription for free? No. Pay us a lot of money. <laughs> And we will end this podcast forever. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. Yeah. I dare you, Netflix. I dare you. Did we get any response to our experiment? Nick tweeted at us saying that they liked it at least a little bit. Uh-huh. But I think that was in response to me saying if anyone liked it even a little bit. <laughs> um, and then asked if we had a, a mastodon. 
you know, instead of a Twitter account. What's Mastodon? So that is what I wanted to bring up, which is, so Mastodon is what some people, maybe a lot of people are jumping ship off of Twitter for, which is, I, I don't, this, this is me saying that I don't understand social media anymore. Yeah. I'm not sure I ever did, but I certainly don't now. Oh, I was so good at it. I, I, I want to say I was, but then I occasionally will get those like see memories on Facebook or some other things, and then look back at the stuff that I posted and go, <laughs> "No, I really wasn't." Yeah. Oh, no. Oh no. You're right. I had some pretty cringy ones. Um, but Mastodon, I think, is a social media not unlike Twitter, but it's a little more focused. I think. I think that you're picking like threads or communities to be a part of sort of like a reddit sort of situation Mm -hmm. but all this to say i'm gonna be crystal clear here i do want to jump shit ship off of reddit or not reddit twitter twitter is clearly just collapsing and dying elon musk is a horrible person yeah however what you're nodding your head like I'm about to say something really important, and I'm not. And that's making me think I need to switch tactics. So I'm going to. We're going to start our own social network. Yes! <laughs> I knew that's what you were going to say! No, it's definitely not. Uh, but we can do that instead. I was just going to say that when I do inevitably jump ship from Twitter... We've already, like, I've stopped posting on Facebook because it yielded no interaction, especially lately after they took a lot of their podcasting features away from Facebook. If I jump off of Twitter and onto something else, that is the last one. So th- whatever we jump ship to, it needs to be fucking good. Is all I'm saying. What do they call a tweet on Mastodon? Because that's important because tweet is such a good word for it. So here is... I'm going to give you the rundown of a Mastodon because if I remember correctly, it was something really goofy. A Donnie? No, it was, it was like trying to rip off Twitter and terrible. Ugh. I'm not, I'm not joking. It was bad. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. You may also see Mastodon's equivalent of tweets being referred to as, and I quote, toots but this is fading out of filler favor since it's kind of silly mm-hmm. they're just calling them posts now oh yeah no we're not going to mastodon then we need something to catch you the big thing about twitter is you could say a tweet and everybody knew what it was this this is why mastodon will never take off it maybe you should based on what i understand the functionality i might enjoy it a lot more than i enjoy twitter But this is why. Mastodon is a part of a collection of free, decentralized, and loosely organized group of servers referred to as the Fediverse, short for Federated Universe. Uh, Like, I just... (laughs) That means... I'm sure that means something to someone. That means nothing to an idiot, which is me. Yeah. Similar to Twitter, it offers microblogging capabilities, but while you can easily pinpoint some similarities to Twitter's web a better analogy, but still incomplete, is Mastodon is what you would get if you were to combine Twitter and Tumblr. Instead of tweeting, you post. And Tumblr. If, and if you share someone else's post, you've reblogged or boosted it. 
there are hashtags and lists, and you have up to five thousand words to express yourself. I'll be honest; I need I need way fewer than five thousand because as it is, I want to say a lot. Your Mastodon handle includes your full identity plus the server name. If you sign up for Mastodon via the most popular server, Mastodon.social, your address will be at your username at Mastodon.social. Like, none of this is catchy. I, yep. Again, I fully believe that functionally this is probably a lot better. I will also, I don't think this is surprising to anyone, but I called this months ago with Kathy uh back even before he bought it, I called that he was going to do this and he seems to be doing this. He's going to run this shit into the ground because he already has his idea for a separate Twitter that he's going to try and jump into the now vacant space with. He's going to run it into the ground and then build his own social network. I think he might already have, might already have it planned. Hmm. We got to get but, in. We got to get in there. We got to be ready to pull the trigger on our social network right before he pulls the trigger we, on his. I think we need to do it way before that. I, th- I think we need the engagement. I think the news of his would drown, if it was right before, would drown out ours. Or vice versa is what I'm saying. I don't think we've got the, I don't think our 38 followers <laughs> or what subscribers or whatever we have for this podcast are going to be enough to drown out the millions of people that are going to just because it's elon jump onto whatever elon's doing oh shit no i got it okay how much money are you willing to spend to purchase twitter after he runs it into the ground i would spend upwards of a hundred dollars on it a hundred dollars yeah all right combined with your i was thinking i'd 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 legit dude put up a thousand so we have eleven hundred (laughs) dollars yep okay i think we're gonna need to pounce right before he runs into the ground like before he just shuts off all the servers and I'll, i'll be ready with a tweet to offer to buy it for eleven hundred dollars. <laughs> let's do it right now. Like, let's just get the word out. Tweet it. Start getting it retweeted. Eleven hundred dollars for Twitter, Elon. Oh, dude, Elon Musk just bat shitty enough to see that tweet and sell us Twitter for eleven hundred dollars just to be funny. Okay, I'm going to tweet this to him. <laughs> okay, and then you know what we could do? We could probably still squeeze a few mil out of that. <laughs> So this is what I'm tweeting him. At me, Elon Musk, $1,100 to buy Twitter right now. You have 48 hours to respond. <laughs> I like that you gave him 48 hours. I hope that <laughs> tomorrow's Thanksgiving, dude. Let him eat his robot turkey with his robot family. I think you're confusing it with Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> you know who this guy eats fucking veal and foie gras and shit. Um, I got the Michael's Musings book. Have you read any of his musings? No. I've skimmed I've skimmed them. Let me show you why. They're pages long, dude. I'm yeah, gonna we, sit here and read two pages of this guy's bullshit. Not on the podcast, no, but like Well in my free time I don't have any interest in reading this. I just feel like your commitment to this podcast is was never at a higher peak than when you bought that book. 
and never at a lower peak than when you received that book. Well, <laughs> you're right. It is a little disheartening. He does have like reflections in here, which I guess you could call musings. We knew his musings were exceptionally long because back when we found out that this guy existed, we found that they were like full on blog posts. These weren't just yeah, Jack Handy pseudo deep thoughts. Also, I don't want to like it's very Jesusy, but from what I can tell, there's no hate in here, so I don't want to make fun of the guy. And also, if I'm wrong, if he's got like two or three posts in here that I haven't seen about how much he hates gay people, yeah, fuck that guy. But uh, okay, uh, I think I'm just gonna change mine to Michael's think 'em ups and just leave this guy alone. I thought about doing a thing where you could like read a musing and I could try to come up with a musing and we could see whose is better. But then when I saw that they were all three pages long, I was like, meh. There's something there. I just don't know what. All right. I'll, I'll tell keep, you what. I'll keep thinking about it too. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll go through it a little more and see if we can come up with something. <laughs> you, you may be right that the idea is to maybe have me give you the title for musing and then... You try and come up with amusing. I, I, I like I said, there's something there. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, I guess my amusings are pretty long too. Not, or if I, you factor in the stunned pause while I <laughs> am unable to respond and work out how to roll my eyes in an audio format, then yeah, you're right. Oh, I'm sorry, my think em ups, I mean. TM, 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 TM. You've got to get better at this. That's how this guy stole Michael's music right out from underneath you in the first place. It's true. I don't know. Want to wrap it up? Yeah. I think maybe we'll do that. Thanks for listening to the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. Check out our website at septuplepodcast.com. Check out our non-existent Mastodon at Episode 1 Podcast Yeah. at podcast yeah dot mastodon and by the time you're hearing this we might be the new owners of twitter so maybe I can get back on twitter yeah maybe if uh here's the first thing i want to do here's the second thing i want to do when if we own twitter is uh ban elon musk okay first thing is donald trump yeah, of course yeah sure <laughs> uh see y'all next week Thank <laughs> you.